0: we're live welcome to Windsor live I am Chris Goulet happy to be here this evening on the 7th of May 2020 Across the screen from me, I have a, a very good friend, somebody whom uh, we have wanted to make shows and stuff together forever, and hey, look at us now. Here, Here we, we go. Look at us now.
1: Hey, hey, just look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me.
0: Cody <laughs> Sullivan, welcome to Windsor Live.
1: Thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. Hi, Windsor Live. Hi, Chris.
0: Hey, there. One thing that this show is uh, committed to is making, making sure that anybody, and I mean anybody, <laughs> can have a voice. No, that's not. Well, that is true. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that subtle quip is not the only thing going on here. What Cody, um, we've been working on a project for a while. And before we got too far into this, I really thought it would be a good idea to get together and talk about what it is that we're trying to do here. And that what is, you know, we've talked a little bit here about what we're doing with Windsor live, but how does it fit into this whole project thing that's been happening in the background? What is the project? Why are you here? And and what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, Uh,
1: sure, sure. So uh, Chris and I were talking a while back about this idea that I had had. Um, Chris was making Shiny podcast. I have uh, Pulp from Beyond the Veil. That's the primary podcast that I've been working on uh, going on two years. I can't believe it. Uh, But two years I've been making the show. And um, I was kind of looking for more... More support than just, like, hey, I have a technical issue. Chris started mastering uh, my my podcast, which was very nice of him. Uh, But I was getting that kind of technical support. Um, But really what I wanted was to bring in other people into this pseudo network, I was calling it. I was thinking sort of like how you would have a record label or something where you have all these independent artists that all sort of congregate and work together and work towards a singular goal. Uh, and I wanted that. And I wanted that so bad for podcasts because I really enjoy making them. We have a ton of talented people in Windsor that have great voices, great uh, insights. Um, a lot of good actors are here and I've used them from Windsor. Um, but I just had this notion that together we were going to be able to me be more successful. and And so we talked about doing this network idea. and slowly over the course of the past I don't know how long did it take two or three months, um, we came up with the idea for River Power Podcast Mill.
0: Certainly, the coronavirus and being stuck indoors acted as a bit of an accelerator, I would say
1: it sure did it definitely gave uh it definitely gave me time to sit down and focus on like okay well how do you how does one start an llc like i can spend an afternoon reading about this because i'm not really doing much right now anyway and uh <laughs> it definitely uh helped spur the development of of rpm uh to get it to where it needed to be to be like a finished uh a thing and uh i actually have the If I can pull it up for you, the mission statement, because I think that it's important to have a a mission statement, even if it's just a simple thing. It's something to go back and look at in case you're ever wondering why the heck you started this thing anyway. So uh, if I could just read this to you, it says, River Power Podcast Mill is a collaborative coalescence of independent creators and entertainers. Our mission is to enable and support the development, production, and distribution of works and foster an environment of nurturing individual creativity and collective power. And that is the mission statement that Chris and I were able to develop after going back and forth a little bit and workshopping it. And I like it. I think it's good.
0: That's brilliant. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that that says it all for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's there's a a a bunch of friends that have kind of jumped aboard to you know help make this happen. Mm-hmm. And uh River Power is the brain trust and, and the the uh the the workhorse and the uh you know the the flame, the the fuel and fire inside the chamber that turns the engine but the shows are independent and that's kind of cool and and pretty important <clears throat> and that's why Windsor Live can be offered and given away for free and we don't have to have like commercials we don't have to have uh you know anybody we're not out there begging for money to do this because it comes from the heart but you know it's the the pooled resources and and intelligence and skills from a whole bunch of people that kind of make this this thing possible, you know, uh, mm-hmm. from from graphic design to uh, audio help to you know uh, to emergency uh, co-host, emergency co-hosting. That's that's also a service that we
1: offer. It's a great here at benefit
0: for sure. It's a great benefit for <laughs> sure. As much as everyone loves to hear my unending voice. Uh it's it's it these shows some for some reason they just come out better when that's not the case. Well so, you have
1: a great voice, but sometimes you need to talk to another person.
0: <laughs> yeah, and these days any chance I can get to talk to another human being, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what we we're, we're doing with with River Power and that's kind of the relationship between River Power and Windsor Live. And uh it's cool. it's a cool thing that that we're we're trying to put together and and you know by doing it this way and by you know going down this path, it means that I think that we have a lot of runway we have a lot of collective energy it's it's more than any one person you know shouldering it and so you can you know pooled resources just gets you a lot farther that's a kind of the way I think about things and mm-hmm. so uh it's it seems to work out
1: yeah what's that proverb there's a there's like a like a Adage or saying or proverb or something and it's if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and that's really sort of the mindset that I'm in uh, with, with RPM where you know we can get farther I think by sort of leaning on each other for help and assistance and ideas and having sort of a brain trust uh, we can go farther that way um, mm-hmm. so yeah I think that that's, that's good let's add that to the
0: mission statement <laughs> yeah yeah addendum. addendum addendum we're
1: already making amendments oh, Addendums no.
0: <laughs> addendums and and momentums you're right <laughs> stenographer <laughs> let the record show cool well and yeah thanks for pinch hitting uh our dear friend james reed who's been my uh uh, comrade in arms and you know crazy co-pilot as we've you know trying been getting this plane off the off the ground uh, had to go step away this evening as is want to happen but again this is why we have a network because we can kind of jump in and it turns out Cody has has thoughts Cody has ideas I sometimes have and, more than
1: one a day even
0: yeah many and multiple many and multiple, <laughs> multiple. mhm Plus the fact that you know Cody is kind of the the magic man behind the scenes who has been pulling the strings and making all this stuff come together, we thought, yeah, yeah, Cody can come yeah. on the show. We like Cody. Yeah. thank you, Cody. Well, I like you guys
1: too, and it's great to be here. This is so funny. It's it's like I, I I was honored, but you know I'm I'm sad that James couldn't be here as well. And then it could be the three of us, which is basically how we spend our Sunday evenings on Zoom anyway. The three of us, just sort of talking yeah. about things and Shooting making making plans for the future, or even just talking about uh, uh, biology, which I love to to pick James's brain about.
0: And I can slowly fall asleep to the sound of your voices in my office chair. <laughs> <laughs> mm incredible so a uh, couple things i wanted to talk about before we get too far into the show remind everyone right off the top uh 11 minutes into a show is right off the top apparently yeah. heck, heck of a production we're we're schedule, we're following here but mm-hmm. uh this saturday is the first select board meeting of the month it is at noon on saturday which is a pretty cool time to Tune in and and, uh, uh, voice your opinion if you would like to, or just kind of keep an eye on what's going on. It will be on Zoom. It will be uh, available on Zoom and then, of course, available afterwards on Windsor On Air. Mm -hmm. And those links are very difficult and long, and so I'm not going to say them. But, in fact, (laughs) we will copy and paste them and put them into the show notes. I wish you would. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you'd try now it's it's that's a that's a hard one, yeah. that's a tough one. These days we're relying on super long links, right? Really long links. And that and
1: hyperlink is actually the middle name of Elon Musk's uh, new son, uh, <laughs> which is, which is <laughs> true. Just you can look at that. Picked a
0: picked yeah. a, a huge, huge link huge, at range. <laughs>
1: huge hyperlink. Yeah, it is true.
0: <laughs> HTTPS <laughs> colon slash slash <laughs> elon dot musk dot org. Slash slash baby Z N N and, and it goes on forever. But yes, so that will be in, in the show notes uh and you'll be able to uh, check that out. Although to be to be honest, uh the this will be uh this will come out after that, but we'll still make it available in the feeds and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we can talk about that too. I mentioned that earlier on the lunch stream, but the uh, cadence that we're kind of settling into. So this is this is the whole thing. Like, look if you look at the screen, you see these beautiful graphics made by our very own Tim Knapp. They're you very. You see good. the, they're yeah, they're great. The lower third, the logo, you see the border. Like this whole thing, this whole thing was was put together uh, by him, and it looks awesome. The video. Is it's really hard. I'm not gonna lie. Video is really super hard. And so the uh uh the the audio side is definitely my primary focus, and I'm learning how to make a video show at the same time. So uh a, a moment of setting expectations for my dear friends as we're you know putting this together. That's kind of what's happening here, which is why when the first episode of Windsor Live actually does make it to Windsor on Air, it will probably be a picture that isn't moving over the audio version uh, for now. And Mm -hmm. uh, then we're going to figure out how to make a real video version. But like I said, it's tough. And we're learning as we're going. Like, you know, a month ago, this this was a a twice-a-week thing, and (laughs) we were just... Trying to do anything we could to keep, uh, you know, keep, keep everyone together and, and moving in the same direction.
1: Did they change their number? Did Comcast change the, the number for Windsor on Air? Did I oh, see that going question. around? Um,
0: yeah, they did. I mean, that, that's, and it's part of a whole kind of reorganization of the relationships between uh, public access TV stations in Vermont and uh, Comcast. In general, but as, as part of that, uh, they are no longer going to be on channel 8. Windsor on Air has moved to channel 1081, which, as 1081. I've been saying, is one degree further than three full rotations.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, that's an easy way to remember it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just simple way. Simple way. Sp- you know, spin around all the way and then just one more, you know. Mm-hmm. Or No, I'm sorry, spin around three times, and then one degree, and then that's where you need to tune in.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you right. go. If Because all of our TVs still have rotary dials on them that, that you know, spin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch that dial is going to be something that I'm going to have to explain to my kids someday.
1: Right, you when know. when is uh and this is I, I'm I'm legitimately asking this question because I don't know and I'm maybe putting you on on the spot here a little bit but when uh do we think that Windsor Live will be reaching the the actual airwaves the the television airwaves
0: uh in terms of the show
1: the show yeah
0: the show is probably going to be available really soon okay basically as soon as I upload something to Windsor on airs uh, account, mm-hmm. or to, you know, to to their, send something to, to Paula down there. Mm-hmm. That, that functionally is, is <laughs> the, the hold up at this point. Mm. But the problem is me realizing after the fact that, oh, right, wow, video is hard, and especially when you're trying to match voices from all over the place and, mm. you know, get that all together. Anyway, this is a lot of inside baseball, but it doesn't matter that's the <laughs> that's the point <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the point so soon we'll be on windsor on air really soon great and then hopefully consistently
1: awesome great so select board meeting this saturday noon tune yes. in to watch it uh yep what's on the docket
0: Oh, a whole bunch of stuff, and you had to ask. I literally just had it in front of me. <laughs> but we can run down the agenda real quick, which will kind of help put everyone in the uh, uh mindset of Saturday and uh show you what uh, I have to do for homework uh, mm-hmm. between then and now. <clears throat> so looks like uh, three items in new business. We've got consideration of an updated dog ordinance. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Then we have consideration of annual appointments for assistant town treasurer and constable, whom I assume gets a special hat.
1: Uh, right, at least at least some sort of 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 badge yeah. or, or or stick. They yeah, throw. we got to make sure that yeah. there's
0: there's a there's a good hat that goes along yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there will be discussion of Pride Month events. Awesome, yeah, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have another, let's see, consideration of the annual tree warden appointments, mm-hmm. which I'm um, uh, pretty excited about. And then we have the uh, continuation of smoking, vaping, marijuana sales and use policy discussion. Ooh, which that's interesting.
1: Uh, Can you tell me more about that?
0: Well, there was a presentation at the last select board meeting by um, Maniscone Prevention Partners. Mm-hmm. That gave a whole bunch of really interesting numbers and perspectives on how the town could put uh, forth policies that would prevent use of – or prevent uh, smoking or vaping in public places Mm -hmm. or curtail it, identifying uh, places that we wouldn't want that. And then some uh, numbers on how the town kind of felt about that. It was really interesting. So – <clears throat> cool. I expect that this will be a continuation of that discussion.
1: Sure, sure. I mean,
0: that sounds really interesting. It's worth tuning in,
1: checking it out. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yay! Hey, join the join the conversation. I mean, right. it's it's a a topic that I'm I'm very much learning what the town feels about these issues mm-hmm. right now, and how like I kind of know where I what I feel, but I'm I'm learning the breadth of perspective right now. And that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm gonna tune in. You have one you have one person officially tuning in, and that's me right now. Excellent. I'll do it. Because I should be at that point in my uh my new apartment with brand new internet and I would love to oh, test it out. Fantastic. Test it out with a live stream.
0: That'll help. Mm-hmm. Town manager's report includes COVID nineteen updates, uh, updates on the dry cleaner and River Street uh, demolition locations, which is really, uh, really interesting. Oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be the. the, the <laughs> those are the first. What's the getting first demolished? Blights Uh the the buildings. Okay. Uh the old JB Fabricare building. Okay. As well as the former apartment building on River Street that had a fire all those years ago.
1: Right. Okay. At
0: least that was the plan before the world went topsy turvy with coronavirus, and so that's uh what I assume the uh current uh the update will be Mm -hmm. is how all of this affects all of that. Mm Mm-hmm as well as a financial update and grant statuses. So, a rousing Saturday afternoon with the select board if you'd like to join us. I'll be there. I have to be there, but I would be there anyway because this stuff is fun, man. Mm-hmm. I really think so. I really I really do think so. Maybe I'm crazy, but uh I know that that isn't unique you love to see the passion in your select board
1: members and you you've got oodles of of passion for it (laughs) you love to see it love to see it
0: well it's cool because you know this this is this is something that i've always wanted to to do anyway but the um ability and sort of the the necessity for all of this to go online Mm -hmm. has definitely put pushed forward some you know some uh maybe initiatives that uh would have had you know a little more friction but now but you know you know the the being able to throw together shows and being able to capture all of that and like being able to work with Windsor on air and like you know having that be part of the pipeline of production of new stuff i mean that that whole that whole thing it's just one more example of community working together in in finding ways to to make stuff happen and and keep, you know, keep the lights on, (laughs) even though we can't, you know, have a normal life. Although now we can have a little bit more normal life, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, did we want to talk about that a little bit more? I know you touched on it um, at, uh, at, at the, Lunch stream earlier this afternoon, but I think that's a big deal and uh, uh, people should be excited. It means that what we've been doing has been working. It's definitely not the kind of thing, and I think James mentioned it earlier, that this means that you can now go rush out and, you know, shake everybody's hands and have big parties at your house and have people just sort of ignore sort of social distancing rules and thinking that we're in the clear. We don't want that, but this is a definitive first step to returning to something that looks close to what like normalcy is. Uh right. and I just think that's so important and and it's a great victory for the entire state um that that we're able to to take this step.
0: Right. You know, keep it up, please for for definitely keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up but but enjoy the uh the fruits of our labor. Mm-hmm. I really liked what the uh during the uh, uh governor's Press conference when he announced this. I really like what they said about finding a trail that you haven't been down before. Finding a, a new park or finding a new trailhead and exploring where that goes and, and going off the beaten trail a little bit. Because, you know, not only does that maintain social distancing, but come on, this is Vermont. There are so many many cool places to explore and -hmm. we're going into, you know, heaven territory. This is the best time of year. So I'm wondering, do you have any favorite walks or favorite hikes in Windsor, close to Windsor? Right. That, uh, uh, that you'd like to, you'd like to, you'd give up for the audience. I mean, my
1: favorite spot and it's just because it's so centralized and it's a very casual walk, but there's lots of natural beauty. It's just going out uh, on Everett's Pond onto the dike and walking out by where the benches are, taking that little like path all the way around to that gazebo, hanging out at the gazebo for 15, 20 minutes, just taking it all in, watching the ducks, and then do the slow walk back. That one is always like my go-to if I'm feeling like I need some out- mm. like outside time. And that's mm-hmm. right in the center of town. Like, anybody in the center of town can get there walking in, like, five minutes. That's uh, right. And it does make me feel really happy when I go and I see it being utilized really well. People are fishing. They're, you know, they're taking their kids fishing. There's other people sitting on a bench, like, reading. Or, you know, maybe they have a blanket and they're having a little picnic. Yeah. It's very nice. It's a great picnic spot. I've, I've picnicked there and it's top quality Uh, and you've got the nice view of a scutney um looking out over the water i mean it's just picturesque is the word that comes to mind um and again it's right in the center of town anybody can just have that have that experience i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna tell a a little a little secret a little bit of a little tiny nugget of truth about myself okay okay my favorite spot in all of windsor My favorite single location in all of Windsor is where the dike on Lake Runnymede connects to the path that goes up to Pine Street neighborhood, Mm. Mm -hmm. and there's a little bench in a little sub level that you can walk down to on a platform. Yes. There's a little bench that Mm -hmm. looks out and over. And the reason why is on nights that are especially dark and you can see the stars in the night and the, the night is clear if you're sitting on that bench and I have at that hour but if you're sitting on that bench it really does look like the sky is continuous above you below you all around <sighs> you and it's a stunning it's a stunning thing to see mm-hmm so for that, and also the fact that there's a beautiful lake with the treed skyline and all of that, mm-hmm. favorite part of, favorite place, single location in Windsor.
1: I was sitting on that bench like three weeks ago. I know exactly the bench you're talking about because you have to go down there. <laughs> it is on like a little sub level and it is, I mean, daytime, nighttime, it's a beautiful view. Um, yeah, I mean, people, uh, if you haven't walked that little path, um, Please do. Uh, You can get to it again if you walk, uh, uh, you know, past the Legion and you keep, you know, going straight forward. You'll see the path sort of dips down and becomes like a dirt path. And just follow that, it'll bring you somewhere nice. You'll be happy you did. You'll be Uh, very happy that you did. You'll be very happy that you did. Otherwise, I mean, Paradise Park is obviously great. Um, Lots of memories from being a kid and, you know, being a Windsor student and going up to where there's the fire pit and the lean to and just walking that sort of hallowed ground immediately brings me back. Um, And it's just this flood of memories come, you know, I mean, I've done performances up there. I've had, you know, nights with friends up there. I've, I've, you know, field trips, you know, you name it. It's that's another place that just it, it gets my heartstrings going as soon as I, you know, stumble upon from the path that clearing opens up and there's the lean to. There's the fire pit, um, you know, yeah. beautiful circle of trees above you where you can see the, the sky. It's just a wonderful place.
0: Yeah, no, it it, it really is. It really is. We're very lucky. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. What can I say? You know,
1: we have an embarrassment of riches uh, when it comes to I, natural truly, beauty.
0: truly. We have, you know, our, uh, a, a massive park right in the middle of town, mm-hmm. just natural and, and free and, and, and there, right. <laughs> you know? And also it, the it,
1: tallest freestanding mountain in the state of Vermont, right? Because uh, Mount of Scudney is not technically part of a mountain range. It's a freestanding mountain.
0: Right, right, right. And it right, is the right.
1: tallest freestanding mountain in the state. Wow. Well. Uh, like freestanding being that it's not part of the green. Mountains. Right. Totally. Um,
0: nobody is helping that mountain stand up. It is
1: wholly <laughs> under its own power <laughs> and it is, strength.
0: It has pulled itself up by its own
1: bootstraps. It is right. now the tallest. Yes. That's also a great hike. And I mean, somebody did it, um, a week ago, one of our friends was saying, uh, that it was still pretty icy, but they were able to do it. um, and I think a couple other friends uh, of ours I saw on Instagram they did it just a couple days ago. So. Yeah,
0: it's it's still in the realm of adventurous. Yeah, well, it's firmly adventurous. Yes. However, it is there, and for the for the intrepid souls, it is it is possible. Right. I mean, for the intrepid souls, I suppose anything is possible. I know some mm-hmm. crazy people that hike that throughout the seasons. However, Oof. yeah. For us mere mortals.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I would be happy not even summiting the, the, the mountain. I, I mean, it's, the trails are so interesting and cool just to walk. I mean, you could spend mm-hmm. a whole afternoon just taking your time without, like, trying to rush to summit the mountain. Because um, it does start to get pretty icy up near the top, I guess, or it was a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. One of my, go, one of my go, favorites enjoy.
0: this time of year on Mount Scutney is the Cascade Falls Trail. Mm-hmm. That one in in Weathersfield, if you don't know about it, is is a great relatively short hike that gets you up an elevation with a real payoff uh, that is a, a, an awesome view w- over a waterfall without going all the way up the mountain. I mean you certainly can continue if you want, but mm. this time of year it's still low enough on the mountain that it's it's a little more accessible. There might still be some ice, but it's it's uh, easy, you know, not as much as say the summit, for instance. Sure.
1: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I also like the quarry part. I mean, that you can still see. Uh, what is that? Is that on the Windsor Trail? I'm trying to remember which trail that's on, but just you know, the Believe giant. So. Yeah, the giant slabs of of you know right. slate just jutting out that you can then like go up and touch and be like, oh, these have been here since time immemorial. It's uh... Definitely one of my favorite things to do. But yes, yeah. we have we have so many uh, like awesome cool places in in Windsor that you should get out and check it out. Like we've all been sort of cooped up. I know that I have had cabin fever for a while. I'm sure that people listening probably have had it as well. Um, you can still get out there and enjoy that beauty safely uh, and give yourself a much needed vitamin D boost. Come on, you need that sunlight in your life.
0: Seriously, it's good for you. It's good mm-hmm. for you. I say that as a man with five computer screens around me like, <laughs> right now. You got to get outside and get the vitamin D. It's it, it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. Uh our, our friend Vi Welker in the chat points out a fact that is fun and uh pretty awesome too is that Mount Ascutney is a non-active volcano.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think I think I remember being uh I don't know, fifth grade or sixth grade and we were doing geology and, and my teacher said that and it scared the crap out of me when I was a
0: kid. Yeah, likewise. Because,
1: because again, even though it's like, oh it's a non-dormant volcano, your, you know, fifth grade brain is like, Yeah, but there's still the chance. There's, There's still, still the chance. chance. <laughs>
0: like, and then they tell you about uh, the West Coast and the, you know, ring of fire and that whole thing. And you're like, right. oh, I guess right. my chances are better. But still, it <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't work when you're in the third grade yeah. and trying to fall asleep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Incredible.
0: So I thought we might uh, pivot to another, another train of thought uh, before we get into the main event tonight. Uh, this this idea of space making but before we we devour that i wanted to talk about i wanted to talk about broadband and access to the internet mm-hmm. and some things i have learned over the last couple of weeks in trying to engage this this subject um and trying to in in hopes of improving it and so one thing i've learned and this is awesome is that it is almost universally agreed and desired that that internet can be better and should be better and and uh, also in in a much larger uh, group than i realized many more people agree that internet access is really an economic lifeblood in in a lot of ways it's you know access and opportunity and and for so many people that is not that is not a reality right now and it does kind of tug on my heartstrings because of you know i feel i feel very lucky that i had access to the internet when i was a kid and so i was able to kind of pivot that knowledge or that, you know, just that context of technology into a whole bunch of opportunities later on. And, mm-hmm. um, man, you know, that it just, that, that perspective makes this situation particularly kind of, you know, uh, real for me, you know? So, uh, but the, but I'm really I'm really optimistic because so many people came forward and and said yes I want to help and I want to put some energy and time and effort into accelerating a, a betterment of of Windsor's um of Windsor's network connection. So that's really awesome. Mm. Next week we're actually going to start to get some real answers, which is great. You know, next week we're going to find out if Windsor is officially accepted into EC's, EC Fiber, and if they'll, you know, if so, they are going to build out the entire town, right? Eventually. Starting from the outside,
1: working in, is that correct?
0: That is correct. Yeah. Okay,
1: so it's not as though they're going to be tearing up Main Street as soon as they possibly can, and. Uh, no. Disrupting your day-to-day life. This will be a gradual process, starting from the periphery, working towards the center. That's right. Which I think is probably a good idea because people on the outlying periphery are probably the people that need that quality internet most. That is correct.
0: That so is absolutely correct. There is They've a been wisdom the, the least it. served, and and uh, I think deserve it first. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also, luckily, makes the most logistic and financial sense for EC Fiber to do that, believe Mm -hmm. it or not, Uh, both from the perspective of where their connections already are relative to where Windsor is physically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right, you know, (laughs) Uh, and from the perspective of being able to get enough human beings to sign up for the service per mile of fiber hung on poles mm-hmm. so that they can get so they can get some money. Right. Right. And, and we're going to come back to that because that, that's actually, that's actually something we're going to try to help with. But um, so they, they build it out with the idea that they pick up a whole bunch of customers who have never had fiber before. And mm. of course, and you look at their prices and see what you get. Oh my God. You're going to, I mean, I, you'd, I think you'd switch in a heartbeat. I mean, right. Lord knows the second they hang fiber outside of my door, mm. I'm going to grab it as soon as I can. But to come from, you know, I'm lucky I live downtown. I have decent connection to come from a total zero situation. Oh, my God. That's going to be. It's going to
1: be impressive.
0: It's going it's be from awesome. zero to
1: 60 instantaneously. Oh,
0: my God. Right. The problem is it, it's still slow. You know, EC fiber still has build out that they're obligated to do in places like Hartford. Mm-hmm. In you know, in some of the other you know towns that have been in for a long time and been and been waiting, and that's just that's just a fact. But they they also need to expand because you know they they have an existential need to to continue to grow <laughs> right. so that they can continue to be you know mm-hmm. a thing. So it works out, and we're you know physically very well situated for that. Mm-hmm. Once that build out to you know to the outside is done, they'll start. You know, coming together and coalescing in uh, the in the downtown area, and eventually hook it all together, and that will be, and then that will be that, and we'll be a wired town. But that's still a couple of years away. Mm-hmm. So we decided after you know reviewing everything, there are kind of two main trains of thought. First off, we got to keep our eyes on the state. And how they are going to spend a huge chunk of federal cash that has uh, been provided uh, in uh, to you know from the federal government for stimulus for you know that part as part of the don't call it a bailout uh, bill right, right. <laughs> The state is considering using a huge chunk of that to update and modernize and uh, uh, better the internet infrastructure. So that's interesting because that's good because there's going to be a whole bunch of action happening. That is also a different, it's a, it's a new vector or a new variable on the table that will be vying for the same resources in terms of uh, workers and, you know, uh, 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 available workers to do these jobs, Mm -hmm. technicians to hook it all up and, and raw material to, to actually you know, do it. So that's that's an interesting thing, and we'll we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Both the the negative of of that pull in that in the direction of serving uh, uh, people who might not have been on the the table even just a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, the influx of cash that is obviously there. So it's, that's a complicated question or problem, right? The other thing though is a uh, when uh, when they if they on Tuesday hopefully, here's open, fingers crossed fingers crossed on Tuesday, if EC Fiber accepts Windsor into the fold then one thing we could do to help accelerate the process would be to See how many people would be willing to say that they would sign up for the service. Okay. And try to get far and wide with such a campaign mm-hmm. uh, digitally, perhaps you know in mail, but some something that reaches as many people sure. as possible. Tells them what what is planned and see mm-hmm. and just ask the question: Would you be willing to sign up?
1: Right. If just getting a garner get... on like how much interest there is. In the center of right. town here. Raw numbers. town.
0: R- and okay. also identify where those people are. So right. that's a big piece of it is if we can mm-hmm. figure out where they are and their interest level, then we could help the planning that EC Fiber will engage, will have to do. Mm-hmm. And depending on the interest level, it could maybe grease the wheels and maybe show like, hey, we're here. We're hungry. Sure. we willing to pay. I mean, we want should
1: service. It shouldn't be very hard to twist people's arms to get them to uh, stop using Comcast Internet. Uh, should not be too hard to get people to, to talk about switching over to something new. Uh, but I guess you just have to you just have to see. Well,
0: there's another and the, there's another benefit as well. The the um, traditionally what we have seen in communities and towns and cities where. Competition is introduced where somebody who can deliver high-speed internet comes to town. Mm -hmm. No matter who they are, if they can offer a competitive service, guess what happens to the other services' prices?
1: They go down. They
0: plummet, and on average, a 50% drop.
1: Right. That's very interesting. So, necessarily speaking, that – okay, so if you – are like a comcast customer you can still benefit from ec fiber that's right coming to windsor and putting fiber in place because the positive externality for you is you know the price that you pay at the end of the month could and should in theory go down due to this introduction of new fresh competition seems like it would be seems like it would be a win for for most people
0: right Exactly, your bill, you'll, your your bill gets depressed right. no matter what because the competition is higher, mm. and so they want to they want to retain you, and that's awesome. And if and if you call in with that fact, you I'm sure you can get a decent discount. So you don't even necessarily have to switch out. But here's the thing, dude: those the fiber is a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. It's something that traditional internet service providers just can't compete with a full on fiber gigabit connection is like just astounding. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, sure. It's the most expensive and they have gradient, uh, you know, packages that are very, very, very good and far better than what you can get from Comcast, but still extremely affordable. However, if you're a crazy man like me who wants to go all in, Oh my God. It, it, it is You eight. might
1: get a sixth computer.
0: I might. <laughs> just, I might if just, that happens, just It to... could happen. <laughs> it very much could happen. Who's to say? Right. All bets are off hmm. with speeds like that. <laughs> There's another component to this too. So, uh but to, bu- to button that up, look forward hoping our chances are good, but we do not know and we will not know until next week. Hopefully next week we come here with good news. About mm-hmm. being accepted into e c fiber as of right now, we do not know, and we we are await with baited breath mm-hmm. in hopes that that is going to happen fingers crossed and if it does, there are some plans in place to to get real loud and to to get some information that would let us help e c fiber as much as we possibly can mm-hmm. uh but Stand by for those. Uh, For that, we'll just have to wait and see until next week. However, we also have a pretty cool resource in our back pocket that Mm -hmm. needs uh, some love, needs a little love right now. And that is the the Windsor Downtown Connection Wi-Fi, the public Wi-Fi service. Mm -hmm. It's taken a couple hits over the last couple years, and so maybe we can find... Uh, find a way to help it out. Mm-hmm. The way that it works is there are six Wi-Fi access points or broadcast devices throughout the downtown. They get plugged in to somebody's regular old Wi-Fi router device, right? Mm-hmm. But they're special and they're they're very sophisticated. And they create an isolated, separate Wi-Fi network from the one that it's plugged into mm-hmm. while borrowing the bandwidth of that uh, host or, you know, the, of of the router that it is plugged into. So you provide it. You host it. It's, you know, something that you share, but it's separate. Okay? So the way that they they set this up is... With six of these devices throughout the downtown on borrowed, hosted, kind of piggybacking on on some willing uh, businesses' connections, they were able to provide this really awesome service. We were able to provide this pretty ubiquitous covering of the downtown area with Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's run into some hard times, namely that... A lot of those businesses aren't here anymore, right? And so four out of six of those devices are not currently on, mm-hmm. which is which is a bummer. <laughs>
1: which is a bummer. That's that's the majority, and again, it's it's the kind of thing where you might be wondering, well, why is it important to have? you know, Wi-Fi access in, in downtown. Well, I think it's super important. I think, you know, assuring that people are able to, you know, have an Internet connection when they're in town, I mean, that's not just a luxury. For some people, that might be the only reliable Internet that they get or their, their kids have um, because maybe there's not reliable Internet at home. And so if you got a you know, a high school student who needs to email a paper and they have a hard time because they don't have reliable Internet connection at home, they could sit at Boston Dreams and send right. that send that paper to their teacher. So it's more than just like a luxury item. It is part of the infrastructure of the town.
0: And and it I like it for a number of reasons. In that it, it doesn't it's not as complicated as say an LTE you know backbone that whole setup. It's it's something that we already have some of the the equipment for. The problem is we need to find some new hosts. We need to find some new willing people in the downtown vicinity who are uh, – would be willing to share some of their bandwidth and is- in an isolated way, a safe and isolated way, but mm-hmm. share that and, and – so that we can kind of get that back online. Mm-hmm. I think that if we could, if we could do that in the short term – in the, in the not-so-far term, in the not-so-long term, we could have a conversation about how to extend that. Like, those those devices get bigger, right? They, they, they get larger in their scale and they reach farther. And if we could find some really fast providers try to think of good places in town where they might already have a fiber connection of some kind, Mm -hmm. you can see a possibility or a, you know, you could see a future where a very extensive Wi-Fi coverage could be achieved, Mm -hmm. uh, which would be very interesting. And I think that, you know, I think that this, this thread is worth tugging on more and more. So that's something uh, I've got my eye on and, uh this this is kind of a good segue because you know i come to this train of thought by way of a desire to reuse resources it's very important to me to in my own you know personal life to but also in in general to look around me and see what tools i have and see what what i have access to and make sure i'm Using those tools appropriately and not, you know, I'm getting all of the life and usage out of them that I can. Mm-hmm. And so, whether it's Wi Fi access points uh, or uh, uh, hedge trimmers or <laughs> buildings in a historic downtown, mm-hmm. sp- open spaces in a you know, the oldest and and uh, the the former capital of the independent republic of Vermont. You want to you want to reuse and make sure you you're looking at these things as the you know the the utility and the treasure that they really are. Mm-hmm. I think, and so. I was hoping we could kind of talk about that idea. Lord knows that Cody and Christopher are not the most qualified people on the planet to talk about this issue. It's something that is that I'm passionate about, but mm-hmm. I want this to be the start of a sort of series of Windsor lives, mm-hmm. <laughs> Windsor, Windsor lives. Yes, <laughs> Windsor's live <laughs> uh, that that discusses this issue. And when we are in a position to record guests appropriately and safely, we'll get experience and, and focus and, and wisdom from people uh, and bring them on the show and, and you know, talk, to, talk to them about this, this idea But there's a lot of pressure that kind of keeps us uh, apart at the moment and and makes it hard to put really good microphones in front of, you know, really smart people. So, Mm -hmm. so forgive us. But as sort of a backstory to Windsor Live, this is a, this is a subject we'll be revisiting a lot because I think it's really Mm -hmm. important because for so many reasons but what do you, you, know, what, what do you think about, about this? You you are somebody who spends plenty of time in the town of Windsor. Mm-hmm. What do you think about space? About, man.
1: About, what do I think about space, man? Um, <laughs> well, it's about, you know, it's about making the most of, of what you have, where you are. Right. And, um, we have a lot of, you know, not just not just the downtown, but the historical district is is very large in Windsor. It might be one of the largest in the state. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I think that we have a lot of places that are a little bit underutilized or like, for example, like the, the Wi-Fi issue that we're having with downtown. It's not that downtown is underutilized. It's that one of the key parts of its infrastructure that was like a really cool addition is now in need of maintenance. It's needing to be Mm -hmm. fixed in order to restore it to how it was. Um, there's a couple places like that. And I think if you were to sort of ask any Windsorite on the street, Hey, how do you feel about having, you know, you know, Wi-Fi coverage in downtown, uh, you'd probably get some people who are more indifferent, but the majority, I would say, yes, I, I would support that. How do I, you know, how do I sign up? How do I help? Essentially? Um so yeah, I mean we got to <laughs> we got to take care of our spaces, man. We got to we got to take a participatory role in making uh in making this a nice, you know, place to to grow up.
0: I I'm going to be uh, uh honest. The story I'm about to tell, I'm pretty biased. Mhm. I like honestly, I'm pretty biased. I am um, mm. Excuse me. it's live, folks. You are excused. It's live, folks, and you have to drink water. It's very important to stay hydrated. I am biased because I spent a lot of time and uh, a lot of sweat down on the other side of the tracks behind the station restaurant uh, helping Bob Haight clear out what is now The Exchange. It's been called a couple things, Bob's Place, Big Blue. (laughs) We call the exchange now. And so just so you know, I am super biased. And this is just, you know, one thing that has happened that I participated in. But I really think it's an awesome story. Because if you remember... Years ago, this space situated on the east side of the of the tracks, between the river and the, and the tracks, was overgrown. There was a building that yes, was yes. destroyed. Mm-hmm. It was full of trash and much worse than garbage. And in just completely forgotten. In an area, in a part of town that had something like 25 other buildings, if you go stand in front of that area, that, that open space between the, the technology park, the, the Cone building mm-hmm. and the, what is now the exchange, 25 other buildings <sighs> were in that area at one point. Wow. It was happening. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It's happening. And to see it just completely go and and to to see it turn into nothing, something overgrown and forgotten, it's just sad, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 it really shrunk the downtown. It really absorbed, you know, it took up it just ate space. It just like, you know, this everything around it just ate up all of that space. And when, and when, you know, uh, Bob primarily, and you know, he had help, but when he led the charge down there, Bob hate, took it back. He has all sorts of wonderful ideas about what it could be, but just by opening up that space, by by trimming everything down, mm-hmm. by getting it back, back to a, a yeah. lawn instead of, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah. By, by you know, caring about what trees are there. By putting a couple of cool, you know, things in the open space, interesting things to look at. those details make such a difference and expanded what we can call the downtown. Mm-hmm. And opened up the view and and had this you know massive peripherally uh, peripherally and put a bike benefit. path.
1: There's a bike path that's right down there as well now.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's correct, and growing every summer. Right. You know, there's a lot of uh, that. That everything is up in the air because of coronavirus, but <laughs> that is on track to be connected to the. The See It Made Park where Harpoon and Simon Pierce
1: mm-hmm.
0: are that yeah. is on track to to be connected this summer. There's a lot of desire. We'll see if it can happen. I think through no fault of anyone. If if those endeavors don't happen, that we we would understand. But that is the hope, and mm-hmm. and that would be awesome.
1: And that is how you connect spaces in town. You suddenly right. open up the ability to get on your bicycle and, you know, take a bike ride down to Simon Pierce. Uh, totally. Right now, if you wanted to do that, you know, you're driving dangerously. You know, you're you're sort of going up the Gulf Course Hill and then you're on Route 5 and there's lots of traffic. You certainly wouldn't want to walk uh, to, to Simon Pierce on that road. Uh, you could probably get away with biking and I'm sure people do. Um, but... If you put in a bike path that is at a scenic riverside location, that then you can make not only a walk possible and and safer, but an enjoyable experience, an aesthetically pleasing experience. Uh, I mean, that's huge. And then you also just, again, once things are in walking distance, they're connected. Suddenly the artisan park isn't so far away. And unless you have a car and you're driving there, you know, you might not think it's very far away. But if Mm -hmm. you're walking or or biking, like, it seems incredibly far out of the way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: All of a sudden there's a path that connects it and it feels like part of the town, like a real part of the town.
0: Right. It's one of my favorite initiatives on the table right now because it does, it connects different wayward sections of town in a way that hasn't really been uh probably possible or a thing since we really traveled by rail in Mm -hmm. in earnest around here i think that when those stops were were more frequent and we've traveled by rail that probably happened but not 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 to the extent that that this will well that will this will enable a a return to that kind of association. And I think that's really cool. It makes me dream about, and again, we're, you know, now we're going to go into the realm of dreaming, but it opens up all sorts of cool things. Like imagine if you could rent a bike for five or $10 Mm -hmm. and bike from downtown up to Harpoon, go check out some stuff, maybe have a couple beers Maybe grab a couple more beers, rent a tube or inflatable device for another Mm. five bucks, throw that into the river and float back downtown and then climb up, (laughs) climb up in a landing and uh, you're off to the races. I mean, would you would you do that? I would do that. I would do that. I
1: want to do that right now. That sounds I would incredible. Do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it would be so cool,
1: right? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it is in the realm of dreams, but you got to dream. You got to dream because that's how you. Yeah, that's how you develop these things. And I just, and, You know, that's how you take that overgrown patch that was just blight and not being used and turn it into something that's very nice, like the Farmers Exchange.
0: It starts right. as a dream. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's all there, you know, It it's all there. Many people ask me about, you know, different buildings downtown and what's blight and what should be, what needs to be knocked down or what needs to be, you know, blown over. And, and I would be, I mean, you got to knock down what's unsafe for sure. Mm-hmm. I would be hesitant to, to throw away, buildings that if you look just a little bit deeper than the peeling paint or the broken windows and see that there's some real treasure there mm-hmm. the bones are good right. and it's amazing what you can what we can do if we if we really focus on that and intentionally care mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's uh yeah that's a cool thing that's that's kind of happening. Some energy that's under the surface, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's an important cool. issue. It's it's something that we need to we need to be talking about and thinking about actively. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a couple spots that come to mind that you know I I don't know enough about uh, these buildings whether or not to know if 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 the bones are any good. You can only look at the outside of it, but location wise. Um, I mean, there's that building that is adjacent to the Windsor Station. It says Banquet on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? That little corner building there?
0: The name of that building, or at least what it is commonly known as, to to those who know, is the Hebert Building. Mm -hmm. And the answer to the question, are the bones good, is yes. The Mm -hmm. bones are good. It's actually... The thing is, is is you could probably survive a nuclear detonation in that thing. It is <laughs> solid as a rock.
1: I wouldn't want to test it.
0: <laughs> I would prefer not to, no. Pre- uh, I would prefer not to.
1: I mean, that is such a cool space. And, you know, obviously, if we're in the realm of dreaming, it would be a really nice place to start a business and then you would have the restaurant right next to you and and you all of a sudden be and you have the technology center that's right there Mm -hmm. um uh, you know the the welcome center rather um you all of a sudden turn that part of depot street into a happening little
0: corner right things can change very quickly with that you know the uh and and when you think about that space in in that way it all of a sudden clicks why it's curved the way it is right, right? and why mm-hmm. the station is where it is mm-hmm. that those relations are important those those you know that that spatial relation is intentional and and old that design is old mm-hmm. people have known how to build cities and towns for a really long time humans have been you know working on this long before the automobile came out.
1: Yeah, I just started listening to Strong Towns that uh, book that yes. you and James have recommended. It's so Everyone. good, but that's that is one that uh that's one thing that does come up is Look, you've got it right there. There's Strong the Towns. Everyone the plug. has to read that. Everyone book read right that there. book. It's
0: required reading. Strong Towns by Charles Marone Jr. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent book that is I think should be required reading, and it really it it you know you need to discover it for yourself, and so please do so. Mm-hmm. But it it correctly frames it gives you a framework for for actually thinking about assets and and how a town you know should think about revenue and 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 what is what is you know important and how to break the the cycle that so many American municipalities and, and economies have gotten into that is just self-destructive and not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a, a a fascinating reflection on how that system works and how to break it and why it needs to be broken and why uh we in how you can do it from the perspective of an engineer, somebody who used to build the worst possible things for for towns, you mm-hmm. know, strip malls and and <laughs> <laughs> such such things. So uh highly recommended and that this is you know the ideas in that book fuel a lot of what you know we're talking about here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the idea that that you know humans have been uh creating cities and and towns for you know not just thousands of years 10,000 years and, and and longer and it's this process of you know the things that work you keep and the things that don't end up working are thrown away and the way that sort of urban development and small rural town development has happened isn't new. This is all the summation of mm-hmm. a wealth of human knowledge that has been collected and passed down through primarily oral tradition for the longest time. And now you can still see those things like you can go to Pompeii and you can see how the city was laid out. And it makes sense in a lot of ways when, when you're able to put yourself in the context of a citizen in that town when it was flourishing and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, and that's one of the things that he talks about in uh, Strong Towns. I forget the, the author, uh, Charles something. Uh, Charles Marone Jr. Marone, yes. Uh, that's one of the things that he talks about is is there's a, you know, what they would have as a fast food restaurant uh, in, in, I believe it's Pompeii, uh, but it's attached to somebody's house. And at first you think, oh, well, that's weird. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But when you can put yourself into the context of, okay, well, now that person is able to, Work from from home. Keep an eye on their family, like their kids, right. whatever that they're raising. Um, shut the restaurant down when it's time to, to return home. There's no commute. You know, you start your right. work day as soon as you feel ready to open. And what sort of impact that has on, on life in, in ancient times. And what can we learn in modern times from that? Right. And it's super fascinating. So yeah, that's, right. me. that's me giving space. my
0: pitch. <laughs> no, absolutely. The idea of spaces then and, and and you know, buildings that are multi-use that can be used in multiple different kinds of ways, residential or commercial that enable lifestyles that enable craftsmanship that enable interesting businesses, uh, spaces that are, that are nice, that are beautiful, that are, that are good. Nice to be in that are, mm-hmm. uh, abundant in art and interesting things. the are, There are some really awesome ideas coming out of the uh, – fr- I, I, there's a – was it FALPA? I think the Friends of Windsor something art. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what the P stands for, but mm-hmm. a bunch of people in town that have gotten together on Facebook and I've seen cool ideas recently about – art ideas that could happen in Windsor so you know check that out if if you're interested in this stuff but they have wonderful points of view about where art could go what kind of things that could be could be tangible and that you could you know that you could touch and and engage with fascinating stuff Mm -hmm. and and I love that and that's so important Uh, it comes you know it's it's one way we can love the space that we have, but also make it that much more engaging and interesting and 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 lucrative when mm-hmm. people think about where they want to start their next endeavor or seek an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, or that, where to
1: buy a home. You know, where to buy the- a home. Where right.
0: what kind of a cool place do you want to live? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good place to call it. We've gone a little over tonight, but that is one of my favorite conversations, one that yes. we'll have again and again. This be volume one of uh, a long series of of conversations <laughs> on this subject. <laughs> well, I hope I made James proud tonight and, you know,
1: coming in to, to be his, his stand in and everything. But this has been great. This has been great. Anytime. I'd, I'd love to continue this conversation. In fact, I think that we will.
0: I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Thank you for for being here, Cody. This is not the last time that we will see you, I'm sure. I hope it's not at least. And we appreciate your perspective and your energy. We appreciate all the love that this show is getting right now. Holy moly. First wave has been just tremendous. So thank you, everyone, for listening and downloading, you can now get Windsor Live on every platform. Pro tip, if you go to windsorlive.net, right there on the main page, there are a bunch of buttons and you can just click your platform of choice. It'll link you right to it. Do you have Spotify and and use it for podcasts? If you click Spotify, it'll take you to the us in Spotify. Mm -hmm. If you use... Apple Podcasts. It'll take you to Windsor Live in Apple Podcasts and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It's handy. That way you can get right to where you need to go and then subscribe to the show because that's the best way to get the show when it updates. Yes, absolutely. Please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe. Please. But thank you for subscribing thus far and yes. you know, tell Windsorites about this. Tell anyone about this that you would think might be interested in what's going on uh, in Windsor, Vermont. And I want to address or call your attention rather to the contact page at www.windsorlive.net. Please feel free to reach out. We are actively seeking stories to tell and, and people who are engaging in 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 wonderful things. One thing Windsor has no shortage of are amazing people engaging in um, um, cool and interesting endeavors. So we want to talk to you and we want to help you tell your story. That's part of what this is all about. So if you go to windsorlivenet uh slash contact and fill out the little form, it's very quick. I promise it's painless you can send an email to us and we'll get it and we'll reach out to you and we'll start that conversation please do that and last but not least you can listen to Windsor live every single thursday at 12:30 p.m. and 7 p.m. for whatever flavor of Windsor live you want
1: lunch dinner some you know whatever you want whatever, whatever you, you want, want.
0: However you take your Windsor Live, it can be, you know, in a sandwich or in a cocktail. And I won't judge you which one is which.
1: I take it neat because this show is neat.
0: Ah, shucks. (laughs) Thank you, Cody. We'll uh, we'll be in these seats next week. You won't be. I don't think so. James will probably be back. However, we'll see you again real soon. Thank you friends. See me and in the
1: comments section. I'll be I'll be <laughs> typing away saying hello. He'll be a chat and thanks <laughs> for sticking chatting. with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Good night, friends.